This episode is brought to you by Greg Morris Cards, one of the largest sports card sellers on the planet. Greg sells over 80,000 vintage and modern cards every month, including basketball, football, baseball, hockey, all sports really. And the best part is anyone can take advantage of GMC's platform by signing up for consignment services. What are you waiting for? Head on over to gregmorriscards.com consignment and start moving your cards with Greg Morris today. What's up, everyone? This is episode 252 of the Wax Museum podcast, where I talk about all things basketball cards from past to present to future. This is your host, Kyle, and as always, you guys can find me throughout the week on social media. My Instagram is at Wax Museum Podcast, and my X account is at Wax Museum PC. So now we're all in that post-holiday phase where everyone's already made their card Christmas trees. People are done showing off whatever cards they got for Christmas. Some of you have eBay gift cards that are burning a hole in your pocket, uh, or more likely a lot of you spent them long ago. Uh, For the record, mine are gone. And now a lot of people are reflecting on 2023, on cards gained and cards lost and everything in between. And before you move on to thinking about your 2024 goals, just remember, it is okay to stop and stay in that reflection phase for a bit, and really take it all in. In fact, I think it'll go a long way in helping you with those 2024 goals, and I would encourage you to think a lot about the lessons you've learned this year, and then it might also be a good idea to stop and think about the people that have helped you get to where you're at. And that's kind of the place where I'm at right now. Uh, I've thought a lot about you guys, the listeners. Some of you have been guests on the show. A lot of you have messaged me on social media throughout the year. And then if nothing else, the fact that you're taking the time to listen to this show, I want to thank you for that. And please know I don't take that for granted. And with that being said, I have worked very hard on today's episode for you, and I hope it shows. In today's main segment, I will give the details of a hobby mystery I've been working to solve for the better part, uh, I want to say, three or four years now. And it involves Kawhi Leonard's jersey from Game 2 of the 2019 NBA Finals. And this is a jersey that Panini has owned, and they've used in a select few Finals-branded cards. I've had a theory for a while now that the rest of these pieces could very well end up in regular old jersey cards, meaning they're unmarked. And I believe I finally have some proof of that, after a lot of digging, some help from another collector, and to top it all off, a little bit of luck. So I'll talk all about that in today's main segment. You'll want to make sure to stay tuned for that. But first, I want to share a few pieces of mail with you. And I mentioned spending gift cards earlier. I had Christmas with the in-laws a couple weeks ago, so some of that stuff has already come in. The first card I want to talk about today is a 2007-2008 SP Game Use Patch Card of Jermaine O'Neal, number 25. And at first glance, this one doesn't resemble something I would typically pick up for my Pacers PC. It's not that it's um, not a nice-looking card but it's not a big patch, and it's not from a product I really go out of my way to collect, and I already have plenty of nice Jermaine O'Neal cards, and you know, you get to a point as a team collector, 
you know, a guy's been on your roster long enough, or you, you know, it's been so many years since that guy's been on your team that you have to be pretty selective about what pieces you continue to add to your PC because you can't have them all. And a lot of this little stuff really adds up. Uh, Do you want 20 patches that are going to take up a ton of space or do you want maybe a handful of really nice cards that uh, are worth the same amount instead? So uh, consolidation isn't even really much of a thing for me because I'm trying to proactively manage what's coming in from the start. That's not to say I don't consolidate from time to time, but I try and handle a lot of it on the front end. Now, if you're still with me, the question you're probably asking now is then why is he adding this little patch of Jermaine O'Neal? Or at least that's the question I want you to ask. Well, this particular print run featured little royal blue and gold pieces from a retro uniform the Pacers used in the 2004-2005 season, which was kind of funny at the time, um, being seen as it was Reggie Miller's last season, and he had worn the same style uniform as a rookie all the way back in 1987. So when you're playing, you know you're old when the team's wearing a 15-plus-year-old retro uniform that you debuted in. Anyway, this is the first time I've seen the prime pieces from these uniforms end up in a memorabilia card. I know both Tops and Upper Decks featured throwback relic sets in 2005 that used these jerseys and for a number of players, but neither one of them had a prime version. And I still wonder where all those prime pieces ended up. And to add to the mystery of all this, Upper Deck didn't even include Jermaine O'Neal in their version of that throwback set in 2005. Maybe it was because of the games he missed following the brawl in Detroit. That's my guess. But they did use them later on in 05 Trilogy and part of their 2009 Relic Dump. So I don't know how or when Upper Deck got a hold of this jersey, but it randomly ended up in this set for the 2007-2008 season as well. And I haven't seen the prime pieces in anything else, so this little piece is all I've got. And this was a card I was watching on eBay probably a year ago. Someone made an offer on it and got it, and then they put it up for sale on Instagram. I inquired about a price, but decided I'd chance it and see if I could get it for a little cheaper later on. So this person ended up putting it on eBay, and it ended up going a little higher, so I, you know, I guessed wrong. But more often than not, I end up saving a little money going that route, so it's something I don't mind trying. And now that I've got this card in hand, uh, the next step for me is probably to see how many times Jermaine wore this style of jersey in the unlikely chance that I can match it to a specific game It's going to be hard because these prime pieces are so small, but if I can, I might make a video about it for you on my YouTube channel later on. Okay, the second card I want to talk about is a 2023 Leaf Trinity Rookie Patch Auto of Benedict Matherin, numbered to 75, and I believe that the one numbered to 75 is called the Bronze Parallel. Uh, This has been a fun set for me because there's three Pacers rookies and three Fever rookies in the same set. And I I think the only one, coincidentally, that I I need to pick up still is Kendall Brown, who's not the most expensive one by far. Uh, Really, all of them are pretty cheap. And this unlicensed set is yet another example of a different manufacturer bringing something to the table that Panini has not and likely will not, which uh, in this case is a player-worn patch for a player from the 2022 NBA draft. It still blows my mind that we're a quarter of the way through the 2023 season and Panini still hasn't made that happen. Now, do I like the sticker auto on this card? Not really. Do I like the fact that the front of Ben's uniform is photoshopped? No. But as a relic collector, I wanted this card for that player-worn patch, and I got it in the $25 range, so you'd be hard-pressed 
to find another RPA as cheap as that, even with the non-associated relics. So thank you, Leaf, for that. Um, I will say, though, I, I do wish they would have given us a little more info about them or, or tweeted out a quick picture of a couple players trying these jerseys on. I actually reached out to one of the other players in the set to ask him about the jerseys and, and when he wore them. I was surprised when I got any sort of response, but I don't think he had any idea what was going on or, or what I was really asking. And that's common when you're asking very specific card questions to uh, non-collectors or, or someone that probably hasn't collected for very long. So I didn't press him for a better answer at the time. I was just thankful for the response. Anyway, I'm happy to have this one. Uh, there was a scare. It, it kind of got stuck to the packing tape when I was trying to take it out of the top loader. Uh, you can see that on my YouTube channel. I was able to avoid all that and, and it is safe now. I've been very picky about the Mather and stuff I picked up. I've been watching these and waiting for the prices to drop. And now hopefully I'll get a picture up on my social media for you soon if I haven't done so already. Okay, the third and final piece I picked up this past week is a 2022-23 Panini Flux Fluctuations Gold Cracked Ice Parallel of Tyrese Halliburton, numbered 4 of 10. I've kind of been on the fence about Flux in the past. I like the design a lot, but I don't like how the cards have this weird tent on them. And some of them look kind of green, like the old finest cards. It's like they just skipped the aging process and made them green straight from the factory. But I've been wanting to add another Halliburton Gold Chromium card to the PC. The Prism and Optic stuff right now is off the charts, and um, it's it's just not realistic for me, not at what I want to spend. So this one I was able to get somewhere around $60 shipped. Uh, this set, I know it's it's not a really popular set, but it's a horizontal card that features a player's former team on the left side and the current team on the right. And as I was looking at this card and deciding if I wanted it or not, I realized the picture on the right was from a game I went to in Miami last season. So that kind of helped me make up my mind. And there's not a standard gold parallel of this card. It's just the gold cracked ice or the gold mojo. So this was the only one I saw at the moment. So that's the one that I went with. And I went ahead and posted that one to my social media earlier this week. So if you're wanting to see what it looks like, feel free to head over there and check it out for yourself. All right, before I move into today's main segment, I want to remind you that this show is brought to you in part by ComC.com. Your home for buying, selling, flipping, and grading now too. From now until December 31st, so you still got a few more days, ComC is offering $2 off all PSA value and CGC bulk subs. Or maybe you've got some graded stuff in your inventory already. Feel free to take advantage of their no minimum auction event. For more information about either of these promos, head on over to comc.com today. Okay, and then real quick, some of you have asked me for ways you can help support this show. The easiest way is my eBay affiliate link. And using this link costs you absolutely nothing, just an extra 30 seconds or so of your time. But it helps support the show. To access this link, simply go to waxmuseumpodcast.com, click the eBay logo, shop as planned, so whatever you are going to buy anyway, just click my link first, and the show gets a small commission in the process. Once again, that's www.waxmuseumpodcast.com. Hustle, grind, spam, profit. We're the Whip Gods. You're listening to the Wax Museum Podcast. 
Okay, so today I want to talk to you about a research project that has been a long time in the making and one that required a lot of different pieces for it to fall in place, for it to happen. I had to buy specific cards to study. I had to find someone I could trust that had much rarer versions of those cards I wanted to study. I had to get confirmation of information from an industry employee, and that was actually the last piece. So like I said, this one was a long time coming, but I'm happy to finally be able to share it with you today. So over the course of the history of this show, I I think I've mentioned several times that I think Panini is using leftover pieces from their game data jerseys and their finals jerseys. I think they're putting them in just run-of-the-mill regular relic cards. And I understand this is probably a necessity in some cases, but I also think disclosing that information could add a lot of value to their products, and that's really both monetary and sentimental value. With that being said, though, prior to the last couple weeks, I couldn't really prove that any of these relics were ending up elsewhere. There were just a lot of clues along the way that indicated they were, and it made a lot of sense. But the discovery I'm going to talk about today specifically involves leftover NBA Finals pieces. I found where some of them were at. But before I get too far in, I suppose it makes sense for me to give a quick rundown of the places we know for sure those pieces already are. In years past, Finals jerseys were primarily used in just a couple of standard Panini sets. There were booklets that started in 2013 Preferred that included a plain swatch version number to 99 and a prime version out of 25, which originally included the chopped up nameplate pieces. And then on top of that, there was a Super Prime Finals logo man numbered one of one. Unfortunately, the prime booklet print runs were drastically reduced starting in 2016. And when I say that, there might have still been the same number of players, but instead of 25 copies, a lot of them were much lower. And that carried over into the next year when the booklets moved to Opulence, and then continued until their final iteration there in 2019. Uh, A couple other notes real quick about the Opulence booklets. The regular jersey versions went away. Keep in mind, we used to have 99 of them for most players, so that's a lot of fabric because these were jumbo pieces. And then the last two years of Opulence, those booklets added a sponsor patch and a Nike swoosh variation as well. So we lost all the regular swatches, and we gained a couple of prime swatches, although the print runs for the others were still pretty low. In addition to the booklets, there was one other major final set that I can't leave out. Earlier, I mentioned that the nameplate pieces were often cut up and included in those preferred booklets. Well, starting in 2015, the nameplates could be found in National Treasures instead, where each letter had its own individual card. And they stayed there until we got our last official batch of finals nameplates in 2019. Other than those two sets, the only other uh, labeled finals pieces we've got have come from promotional sets like Black Friday. Believe it or not, yes, they did used to put some final stuff in there. Or one of the handful of game dated sets from Court Kings, Innovation, and Immaculate. Sometimes they slip those in there. But that's it. And we haven't even seen many of those sets lately of the game dated sets, save for the new game night jersey set that was included in 2022 Noir. And I'll have more on that set shortly, as it played a pretty important role in what I'm about to talk about. So anyway, one of my favorite players in the league is Kawhi Leonard, and and he's no stranger to NBA Finals sets. Uh, I particularly enjoyed his 2019 Finals run 
with the Raptors. I don't think people realize how significant it is for someone to win finals MVP with two different teams. Right now, that list is just him and LeBron and Kareem. And while it's probably not likely, I won't rule out the possibility that Kawhi could do it with a third team too. And that list right now is just LeBron. Uh, But anyway, as of right now, that 2019 uh, MVP was Kawhi's last. And seeing as I collect finals relics, I wanted to pick up a Kawhi to commemorate the occasion. The only problem was there just wasn't a lot of final stuff out there. His Opulence Prime booklet was numbered to 9, and some of those copies were trim pieces, which I found it strange that Panini barely made any for him, and they didn't even use the best pieces. So, you know, where were these pieces going? In addition to that, um, I should also mention he had a Nike Logo 101, a Logo Man 101, a Sponsor Patch 101, and then the National Treasures cards for every letter in his last name. So if you're keeping count, that's 19 Kawhi Finals cards total uh, at that point prior to Noir. And uh, more than half of them are essentially 101s. I know the nameplates are technically numbered to 7, but they're all unique. As it turns out, Raptors collectors are very competitive, and that might even be an understatement. So I never had a shot at one, and that's probably for the better because they need to be able to commemorate their title too. So that's fine. But this whole scenario got me thinking, Kawhi was only with the Raptors for one season. For at least half of that season, Panini was still using some of his old Spurs relics. And then even when they did acquire their first Raptors jersey for him, it was black, whereas the finals one they had was white. And I should also add there was a white jersey Nike swoosh in 2018 Immaculate. So at at a bare minimum, they had three Kawhi Raptors jerseys total. Okay, keep in mind, that's just minimum. So there, there could have been more. Now, I know it's not like the old days where a single jersey can make up to 2,000 pieces. Uh, That's a a number that we used to see in Beckett Magazine. Uh, But the relics are a lot larger now. At the same time, though, they barely used any of the official finals cards. So if there's a white Kawhi Raptors relic, you know, I'm thinking, hey, there's about a 50-50 chance it could be finals worn. So I had this thought in the back of my mind, and I waited. Um, You know, I thought, hey, there's an early 2019 Clippers card that features white Raptors pieces. I I think it's in Crown Royale. Uh, But I was hoping for something better. I figured there would be more because in the meantime, we learned that Panini would be losing its NBA license, which means it would probably liquidate relics on the way out. So I felt pretty confident more Kawhi final stuff would be coming, regardless if it was actually labeled or not. And if it did it would be a major challenge for me to figure it out. Um, But that one was, you know, a challenge that I was interested in pursuing nonetheless. Fast forward three years. Yes, that's right. I waited three years for this. 2022-23 Select had a nice jumbo relic set called Throwback Memorabilia, and that's a set that they have every year, so that was nothing new. But for the first time, Kawhi was in it as a Raptor with a hodgepodge of old Raptors pieces. There were solid white pieces, There were porous white pieces. There were black pieces. It had it all, except for chunky patch pieces, which I hoped to try to photo match to game two of the finals using Getty images. That's right. Kawhi was not in the prime gold version of this card number to 10. Uh, You know, of course not. So Kawhi's only actual patch was the 101 black version, but who knew when that would surface? You know, I was keeping an eye out for it, but you know, who knew? 
So this got me brainstorming other possible routes. Could I find someone maybe at Panini to help me out? Well, you know the answer to that. It's not likely. It's not going to happen. Could I hope to find a version with uh, distinct stitching? Uh, maybe, but it probably wouldn't matter now that we're in the Nike era because everything is just so cookie cutter now. So while I'm I'm brainstorming and thinking, what can I do here? I grabbed three of these white relics, figuring I might need to have some in hand to test out uh, future theories down the road. And why not? They were like 10 bucks a piece. At worst, it just meant that I added three championship season relics to my PC for 30 bucks. So I wasn't going to complain about that. So I had these relics in hand and I continued to think and I remembered something I've used sparingly for other relic cards in the past. Now I've kind of danced around this information on here before, but when Panini preps a jersey to be cut up, they adhere it to a giant label that has the player's name and a six digit number printed on there repeatedly and it covers the whole piece. Uh, it's probably in 10 or 11 fonts, so it's pretty small. And in some cases, they also list the color of the relic, so it might say, you know, Stephen Adams red or whatever. But I haven't found that to be as common. And if you've ever seen the Pete Maravich jersey video that Panini has up on its YouTube, you can kind of see where all this stuff is printed on. Uh, there's also a Tom Brady video where it might be even easier to see. And at some point in the past, I ended up with a damaged Stephen Adams relic here at the house. So I thought, you know what, this thing is already damaged. Uh, let's just sacrifice this thing for the good of knowledge. So I decided to cut the piece out so I could see that typed font for myself. And there it was, Stephen Adams 216496, over and over, Stephen Adams 216496, and so on. And you're probably wondering, what does a player's name and a random number prove anyway? And that's a good question. The name just confirms it's actually the right player. So with this Kawhi relic, you know, if I were to get a name, that, that doesn't mean much. It's just saying, hey, yes, this was a Kawhi Leonard jersey. They should all have his name on there. But from all the cases I had looked at, I was pretty sure each six-digit number corresponded to a specific jersey, and that jersey only. And that was actually the last piece of info I needed to confirm before I released all of this information today. I wanted to make sure that all of my I's were dotted and my T's were crossed. So I reached out to one of my contacts in the industry and he confirmed for me. He said, yes, correct. It is unique to each individual piece of memorabilia. So if that's the case, in theory, I should be able to get the six digit number from one of Kawhi's 19 known finals cards and match it up with the same six digit number in another card if those relics are actually out there. So once again, you're probably wondering, well, how do you do that without tearing these things up? Because you just tore up that Stephen Adams relic to get that number in the first place. Well, there is a trick. And it's easier on some cards than others. But if you take a very bright flashlight and press it against the cloth of the card from the front, in some cases, that number will show through on the back. Now, it, it just varies on how thick the card is. If the back is black, if the back is white, if the jersey's white, there are a number of factors that are at play here, but uh, the thinner the relic is, the more likely you are to pull this off, and even then it takes a bit of work because it's not always easy to read. Well, my original plan was to try and find one of these Kawhi Finals booklets at the National and sort of sweet talk a dealer into letting me try the flashlight trick out, and I can only imagine how that would have went down. Uh, thankfully, I, I only get to imagine because I never even found one. Um, that wasn't going to stop me, though. 
So I went home, I took out the three select relics I had, I took out my flashlight, and I decided, okay, I'm still going to see what these codes are so I can have them ready. And between the three relics, I ended up with two different codes, 261606 and 285368. And I thought, once again, I should have these ready in case I find maybe the right Kawhi collector online to try it for me. So the first week of August, I reached out to one who owned an opulence booklet. He tried several times, but he wasn't able to get anything to show through on the other side. And the whole thing was starting to look like a dead end, but I wasn't going to give up. However, work started back up again, and I had no choice but to shelf the project and hope that more info would reveal itself later on. And it did, about two and a half months later. For starters, the select one-of-one one patch showed up on eBay. Now, that didn't necessarily give me the new info, and I, I certainly wasn't going to reach out to the eBay seller and ask them to shine a flashlight through the patch, but it meant the card was at least in circulation now. I mean, maybe uh, one of these passionate Raptors fans would buy it, and I would have a chance to reach out to them later on the, down the road. And then the second big thing was the release of the new Noir. I noticed there was a game-dated jersey set in there, I also noticed that Kawhi was listed on the checklist as a Raptor, so I had a suspicion it was more final stuff, and once I saw the first copy, I realized I was right. He had 49 copies of a plain relic, 5 copies of a prime relic, and 1 tag piece, so that's 55 more Kawhi Finals cards to add to the pool. But also another spot to try and get that 6-digit code from. And I felt like I was pretty early jumping in on this information, and even though it was a long shot, I actually won a pair of Kawhi spots in uh, player breaks to try and chase one. And no, I'm not a fan of group breaking. It's the first time I've done it in a long time. Uh, I ended up getting nothing from it. But in this instance, I decided it was worth the try. Um, no regrets, right? And that, these are the, um, the links that I'll go to to try and get information when I'm working on a project. They even got me in a group break. Well, anyway, not long after... People caught on to these final relics, and the first two prime versions showed up, and they went for insane prices. And now some of the plain versions, numbered to 49, have sold for astronomical prices too. So the odds of me getting one of those to study for this project, well, we'll just say they weren't looking good. But uh, then there was another twist to the story. About a month ago, a collector named Matt reached out to me and asked me something to the effect of, have you ever matched a patch to a specific game? Which, as you guys know, yes, I, that's something I do for fun. And he sends me a picture of this Kawhi Select Throwback 1 of 1 patch, along with one of the five prime copies of the finals card from Noir. And he was wondering if the Select was also from a finals jersey. And at first, I kind of gave him a generic answer. I said, well, you know, you'll need to pull up Game 2 pictures on Getty and see if you you can match holes or threads or anything like that. I was a little hesitant to go down the flashlight route because this was a theory I was working with, and I wanted to see it through to the end. I wanted to find out if this was actually correct or not. But I finally decided, you know what, I, I might as well. I might as well share this information with him. Hopefully he can kind of keep it between us for the time being and we can figure this thing out together. And that ended up being the right choice because he then sent me a picture of an opulence booklet and an immaculate swoosh that he owned too. And if I could get him to give me those codes, it could help make things ironclad for me because the code on the opulence and the noir should both be the same while uh, the immaculate should not 
because the final swoosh was used in the opulence booklets. And uh, then we had to worry about matching it to other relics after that. But these were a lot of, of key pieces that could come into place for this. So I went about explaining my theory to him and the process as a whole. I explained what I wanted out of it, which was uh, really just the assurance of knowing whether or not I had a finals jersey in these cheap select relics I had bought. And then I also wanted to make some content out of it before it was revealed on this page. And I told him that I was very upfront with that. And I explained what he could get out of it. And that was the answer to the question that he originally brought to me, which was, is this select one of one in fact finals worn? So we messaged back and forth for the better part of, of probably five or six hours. And once we got him a little better flashlight, we had all the pieces to make this a success. And I was kind of coaching him on what he needed to do. And it made for a fun little project. So kudos to Matt. He was a great sport about the whole thing. I'll start with the easiest piece, which was the immaculate swoosh. Like I said, that should not have been finals worn. So whatever code was on that, uh, we were hoping was not the same as the code in these select cards. Well, the code that was on that one was 261606, which matched one of the three select relics I had here at the house. So uh, I could rule that one out. I knew that wasn't a finals relic. The Noir card, which was a finals relic for sure, read 285368 which matched the other two select relics I owned. So I felt pretty good about that. We still needed to look at the opulence though. And the opulence was a little tricky because the backing was a lot thicker. So Matt had to shine it through the other side and then we had to reverse the image so we could read the code correctly. Uh, quite the process here and it was pretty blurry at first, but eventually we figured out it said 285368 as well. And that, to me, confirmed what I wanted to know. The 285 pieces were from a finals jersey, and the 261 pieces were not. And the cherry on the top would be if I could get the code from the NT nameplates, which should be 285 as well, which we haven't got to that point yet. Maybe someone will be able to show me that once this information is released to the public. Nonetheless, there was one more piece of this puzzle, for Matt at least, and that was seeing if the code on his select one of one matched up with that 285 number. This involved one more round with the flashlight, and when all was said and done, we had another match. And everyone lived happily ever after, now that they knew they had Kawhi Leonard finals pieces. Let this be an example for those of you that have little projects you're working on in the hobby. Like I said earlier, I had been waiting on all this to come into place since 2019. As you saw, there were a lot of obstacles along the way. There were some dead ends that I had to deal with. And as it turns out, there just so happened to be a chance encounter with someone that provided some of the pieces I had been missing. Not only that, but the answer was ultimately the one I had been hoping for too. Sometimes it just works out. And for that, I'm thankful. All right, well, there you have it. I recognize that's a segment that would benefit from having some visuals to go along with it. So with that being said, I've uploaded two videos to my YouTube channel for you to check out. One of them is this same exact segment with added pictures and video clips. And then the second one is me taking a Kawhi relic from one of my mail days and demonstrating that flashlight trick that I talked about. So if there was anything you heard today that was of interest to you, I suggest checking those out for sure. Otherwise, if you like this kind of content, feel free to reach out to me on social media. You can find me on Instagram under at Wax Museum Podcast or X under the handle at Wax Museum PC. 
In the meantime, if you like the content I'm providing, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Hit up the website for my affiliate links. Tag Taco Bell and let them know they can pay me in burritos. And until next time, this is the Wax Museum Podcast.